welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast. Spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy. And I'm Laura. Hello, we're back. <laughs> it's another episode of Turns Out She's Psychic. That's right. <laughs> we're talking today about oracle cards. Yay! There's so many different types out there. There are, and I love them. Yes. They're a little bit like an addiction as well. Yeah, they're a bit like a crystal thing. Mmm. Mm. They all have their purposes. Obviously, what's in them as well. Yeah. Equally, you know, what you want to use them for. Mm. I've got some awesome ones. There's They're separate to a tarot deck as well. You don't use tarot, do Mm-mm. you, Tracy? Nope. 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 Why? You don't need them? You don't resonate don't with them? them? Don't resonate with them. Um, they don't tell me anything I don't get from other sources. Yes, you've got that direct line. Mm. They kind of feel more like a cheat sheet. For you? For me. Like they're kind of like, or a kind of like a either a cheat sheet or a validator and I don't need validating. Yes. But for someone like myself... Perfect. For tuning in, for getting messages with someone not like you at my disposal, who I don't use for things like that. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. But you're, really? starting, you're starting to learn the subtleties behind my mysterious ways when it comes <laughs> to you. When it comes to what? I don't ask you for No, but answers. like when, no, but. Like when I encourage oh, encouragement, yes, yes, yes. And when I just am non nothing, nothing, yeah. Then that's a pretty fair indication. You probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> no respondo, <laughs> but sometimes no respondo means you're at work. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Not about so, the important things. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So for <laughs> yep. you and for yes. other people who aren't like me, tarot is awesome. Yes. But you don't have to be psychic. You don't have to be a medium to use tarot. No, which is why it's so awesome for people like me. Correct. Yeah. Because you can receive the guidance that you need. Yep. Um, trusting that your guides or whatever source you're working with works through the tarot for you. Yes. And you so, just have to yeah. learn to interpret the, the, ta- the card, what the card says. But tarot comes originally from playing cards. Like it's just a, like if you have a look at the history of tarot, which is really interesting, but if you have a look at the history of it, it all just comes from people using numbers on cards and playing cards to tell people things about themselves. And then someone went along and said something about um, drawing pictures and there was doodling or something that was happening. And then someone made images of like what the messages were. And so that's how the, the cards started to come about. It was like images of messages and then it stepped away from numbers. And that's the beginning of the story and it kind of goes on. Yeah, because there was tarot. numbers and there was the four different elements, the Correct. swords and the cups and the yep. whatever else yep. is. <laughs> yep. So um, that's all there. But I don't use them. I've never connected with them. Plus, because I am traditional about what I do in so many ways and I, I that's just how I am, not everybody is or it needs to be. Like I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but I am. And so I always believed that if tarot was meant for me or it was time for me to connect with tarot and, um, you know, work with that energy that I would be gifted my first deck. 
And I was eventually, I, her, I um, inherited like four decks, maybe even more. Wow. Um, when someone passed away, I inherited their entire collection of metaphysical items. Amazing. And he was like in his late 60s and lived an extreme, I never met him. And he was extremely um, uh, well-known kind of um, spiritual teacher and um, mentor for many people where we live. It's so amazing in itself. Yeah. And it's so random how, not random, very obviously nothing's random, but how yeah. that it all ended up with me when I have never met the person, but there are many people who it could have ended up with who did know him. Beautiful. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it turns out I ended up getting, like, I've, there's some right there, but um, a few decks of tarot cards that he's obviously oh, yeah. collected that are all from all different cultures as well, which I loved. Um, but I tried working with them all and I just never connected. And I was like, you know what, I need to honour that they have come to me, but they've probably come to me at a time where I know I don't need them. Rather, if they'd come to me earlier, I probably would have felt obligated or like I really needed to connect with them. Whereas when I finally got them, I was confident enough to just go, thank you, and I'm going to hold these and I'm going to keep them safe for you and honour your energy. But I don't need to work with them. And I don't, they just wouldn't be able to improve what I do. Yes. There are yep. lots of things that do, like oracle cards. They improve what I do, and that's why I use them. And I have my Crystal Mandala Oracle deck from Alana Fairchild. Yes. Um, it is my favorite deck. I don't use it for myself. I only use it for clients. Um, and I am lost. Like, I can read without them. It's not a problem. But they're just part of my ritual. And so when I don't have them, I'm a little bit like, oh. Where are my oracle cards? They kind of come with me everywhere I go. But, yeah, they just, I mean, I have lots of different decks that I could use. I could use 20 decks at a time if I wanted to, but there's just this one deck, and I don't know why, but it's just never stopped being my deck. And it shows you or mm -hmm. you, yep. So okay. I bought them when I was going through my little crystal fetish, <laughs> as one does. Um, and I love mandalas. I love crystals. And I love goddesses and gods and angels. Back then I was working with the angelic realm quite a lot and crystals quite a lot. So I found it quite funny when I ran my hand with my eyes closed, which I'm going to teach you, ran my hand with my eyes closed over the plethora of oracle cards on plethora. offer. Plethora. Hmm. Um, that when I opened my eyes to the hand that was warm, it was the Crystal Mandela Oracle deck. And I was like, of course it is. So <laughs> I bought that baby and brought it home and it hasn't left my side. You still use it. Yeah. So do you still draw one card before a reading? Yeah. And that connects you to the energy of the person you're reading for? Is that what you do? ask it to do. Yes. yes. So okay. I use it as a gateway, mm -hmm. um, which is what a lot of people do with tarot. But um, I use them um, as – I'll tell you uh, – um, so when I teach people how to do what I do yeah. uh, from a professional standpoint. When you're the, yep. Um, and I take them through the step-by-step the -step kind of layering and processing of how we get our energy to where it needs to be to go through the cycle of an hour session or a reading or whatever. Um, for me, like, I would have been able to do, like, maybe two readings a day. Because what I used to do was, like, spend an hour prepping for a client and then an hour coming down from a client and then an hour prepping for the new client and then an hour coming down from the client because I thought that's what I needed to do. But then as I got um, more conditioned and started to get more into alignment and started to look at my nutrition and, and, and doing my spiritual depth 
about I knew a lot about a lot, but I needed to really hone in on the things that I needed to do what I do to make it better. What I worked out was that I didn't need as much downtime in between. Like I didn't, I could open my energy up at the beginning of the day, and I didn't have to close it after each client. I only had to close it at the end of the day. So it meant that I could then do three clients, four clients a day, and stay up the entire time. Yeah. And so what I worked out was that in order to allow my energy to come away from the client previously and tap into the client before, Uh, that I needed some kind of energetic intention set, like so it is, in order to send that energetic message out there to do that and income cards. Makes such good sense. Correct. Yeah. So every time I draw a card, I say, as I'm shuffling the deck, I just say... um, Please bring the card to the comp. Please give. <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing it now for reals. <laughs> Pretty sure I just said the C word in there too accidentally. <laughs> We're going to leave that in. <laughs> oh my God, you just said it again. <laughs> anyway, so I say, please bring the card to, to the front that's going to give me uh, the best idea of the energy that I'm stepping into so that I can serve whoever it is for their highest good. And usually I will shuffle and shuffle and shuffle until I feel the card hit my fingers and I shuffle with my ring finger and my thumb on my right hand. So I pick up the cards like that and I feel the energy hit my ring finger and my thumb. And I can feel it when I pick them up. I feel it. Like I'm going to do it right now. Yeah. Go on. I'm so intrigued. So I control them with the top, but I feel them with that ring finger. Oh, I got you. And I can, like, I can do this and I know, oh, see, I knew that card was in my hand, but I can pick them up and I'm not feeling it, not feeling it, not feeling it. And then I pick it up and I'm like, ah, there it is. And I could You can pick it out. I can feel the card that's touching. Out of all of those that are touching that finger, I know it's coming. And so it just kind of ends up being that card. And sometimes I'll get a card. Like, see what I just did there? And there's the card at the back. It's like... They were together as like one card, but I knew that wasn't the card. And so I, you pull it and it's like it, it appears and I know that's the one that I need. It's like glue almost. Divine alchemy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like I, I know when it's got my finger and I feel it coming to the front and I turn it over and I'll place it down and I'll put a crystal in front of it in front of the person that's there. Yeah. Um, and it stays there and I tell them that that's what it is, that this is the card and usually they'll be like, that's me to a T or yes, that's happening or whatever it is. Because um, sometimes it tells me a summation of the person's energy and sometimes it tells me what's happening right now. It just depends on what what's more important, I guess. What for me. they're there for. And yeah, but it's your... more for me so that my energy can adapt to where or hold the energy up. Okay. So the way that I work is I connect to the client's energy and I take our energy up and I just amplify yours yeah. with mine. So sometimes the person in front of me, the client's energy is not where it needs to be in order to do that easily. So sometimes the card tells me in a, in a roundabout way that I'm going to have to work a bit harder. And you, you're able to figure that out to yeah, yeah, on the whole construct of what's happening in that room at any given time. Just conditioning. Time. Yeah, yeah. So gotcha. that's, it's easy. It's, it's, it's learnt stuff. It's experience. Yeah. But that card stays there and the candle is lit. And then when the client leaves, I blow the candle out and yep. I put the card back in the deck and I lay it back on the table with my crystals on top, my clear quartz to cleanse it. And then I have usually half an hour between clients, but those who know me know that I go over. 
very often. <laughs> so usually I'm kicking one person out and bringing another one in pretty quickly. Yeah. But I just relight the candle and oh, then right. reshuffle the deck and I just say the same thing again and then the whole process just starts again. Yeah. So my oracle cards serve as a gateway in for me. Um, and the candle is my gateway out and then the card comes back into the deck. And so my energy just knows and spirit knows that I'm in, out, in, out, in, out, but I don't have to bring my frequency down. I can keep it up the entire time. I'm just checking in and out of different doors with my frequency still up. Yep. Um, is that something that you intuitively figured out? Yeah. It just came because it makes perfect sense. You know, that's, yeah. I was just wondering if someone was like, you know, have you ever tried this or you just, no. It all started making sense in a way that suited you and the way you work. I think I was just guided to do it. I think I'm guided to do everything that I do. Of course. But, yep. um, yeah, that was just something that I can't even tell you when I first started doing it because it's been years. But I bought that deck for me and it's oh, never wow. been for me. I don't yep. think I've ever used it for myself. It just became, As soon as I came, it came home, it came into my workspace. For work. For work. But it's not what my intention was. It just happened. Um, and I've actually bought myself many oracle decks since but i don't use them it's like i collect them yeah and i with the intention use to them. use them oh i just get inspired and i love them like yes. i just love them well they're all positive yeah. they're all great and they've all got an energy in them that i just love and sometimes yep. i just get so inspired and motivated i'm like you need to come home with me yeah but like i've got decks that are sitting there still in their plastic Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's okay. Like, I don't mind. Like, yep. like does it matter? <laughs> well, they're there. And I suppose if you ever had the inclination that now was the time to go there and do it, then you could because it's exactly. there. Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, but uh, I also know that I don't need oracle cards for myself. So there's just no kind of... Again, it's like tarot again. You don't yeah. need it. Yeah. And it's nice to do it. Of course. It is. And but it can be a ritual in itself. Absolutely. Mm. And, I, and I love that when you do it. And, mm. I definitely you know, do that. Yep. And most of my clients do. Yeah. And, and I think it's awesome. I love it. But for me, there are other things that I do that are that version of that. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Of but, course. But, um, yeah, so Oracle cards are all so unique it is not one card fits all there's like an oracle card for anyone out there no matter how unique your your individual you are there is a card there for you because essentially oracle cards are broken down into what energy source they tap into to receive their message so shannon from asher moon who created her of earth and ether oracle deck um she um Obviously hers, and if you haven't seen it, you have to jump on and have a look. But Please, they're beautiful. Yeah, so Shannon's a fine art photographer, or was a fine art photographer. She does in, in her past life. <laughs> um, and so she had this collection of beautiful photographs that she'd taken and um, kind of had this vision of creating a deck of all of these images. And then over her years of um, embracing the fact that she is a witch, um, it came out that she wanted to create these these oracle cards and it is the most amazing deck it's just it's so not like anything else you've ever seen and people who have them my clients that have them just are just like oh my god they are magic and it's because each each creator of the card either in and she's all of it so she is the artist 
the designer and the download of the the messages that came through the channel of the messages that came through so she did everything like she is homegrown full package done Alana Fairchild, for example, with her Crystal Mandela Oracle deck, she didn't do the design. She channeled the energy and the messages, but she didn't do the designs. That's something different. And I love all those collaborations. It's cool. Yeah, of course. But each one depends on the person who channeled and what source they used. Um, So there's animal totem cards out there. So that's obviously the person who channels the energy works with animal spirit. Um, There's Native American Indian cards out there and lots of other indigenous, you know, Oh, every kind. Yep. There's moon, cult, like yep. moonology and moon cards. There's gods and goddess specific cards. Yeah. Ascended masters. So there's angels. angels. Like, but, yep. but that's the difference between all of them. So the categories really kind of get broken down into which um, spiritual source are you using. Yeah. What do you need? Yeah. What and, do you want? And well, yeah. And what kind of energy you uh, authentically or naturally are called to work with. And yep. that, that can morph as well. Like I know for me, um, like I said before, like I used to, like I've got a ton of angel stuff and I very rarely work with the angelic realm anymore. But in the early days, angels and crystals was my thing. Why has it changed so much? Do you uh, think? Because I don't need them with mediumship. And for many years I went heavy on the mediumship because I really freaking love it. Um, and I don't need to use their energy for mediumship. Like, it's almost like I could just pick up a phone and, and speak to people in spirit. Whereas with the psychic stuff and um, knowing things about people's future, um, I think for me it was a confidence thing, if I'm honest, in terms of feeling like I needed to be able, and I was working with the angelic realm, but I needed to be able to say that I had a source that the person in front of me would recognize as a source they understood. Okay. And I was using the angelic realm. But for all they know, I could have been not using a source and just saying it, but I was using it. But that was a confidence thing, thinking that I needed to dot my I's and cross my T's with just going, okay, well, no one's going to really understand a spirit guide. And I didn't really feel comfortable describing it and being believed. Again, confidence. And now here we have a podcast talking about that exact thing. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, But... I feel like I kind of, it's like tarot cards. It's like using a modality and spiritual sources are a modality of some sort. Like Sure. Well, yeah, absolutely. So I feel like the crystals and the angels were a modality that I used and I'm not offending angels and I'm just hearing and I'm just like, no, I'm not trying to offend the angelic realm as calling them just a modality. But in the way that I used them, they were. And yes. I don't need a modality. And I'm not, it's not because I'm so good that I don't fucking need a modality. No, no. It's just that I found how I work best. Yes. You were figuring it out. It was a part of your learning yeah. pathway. And back then I worked best using them. Yes. But now I don't. Yeah. It's an evolution of your methods just as much as what's on offer. Yeah. Yeah. And so Oracle cards, I don't need them personally because I have a direct line with my spirit guides and that's how I choose to live instead. Yes. So oracle cards would be overkill. Oracle cards, whenever I draw a card, it's almost comical, the card that I get. <laughs> what because if you're having like an off day? Never. No. I, I don't really have off days. Yeah. Apart from this fucking week that was. <laughs> I don't have off days. Yep. Like I honestly. Mm. And because it's not an off day. It's only an off day if you don't know what, what's going on. For me, I always know why I feel off. 
Like yeah. I always know what the reason is. Is it semi-entertaining? Always. That's yeah. why it doesn't take much to piss me off. That's why, like, I'm just like, yeah, like, we're cool, whatever. Like, yeah. so go with the flow. Yeah. I work best under pressure, like, all that kind of stuff because I can't, like, it's just. What else are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I have to act surprised for humans because I didn't know that was coming. Um, but, yeah, I think. Um, Oracle cards are a great way for people to develop confidence too. So like people who um, are just starting to work with uh, energies um, and their spirit guides and those kinds of things, what it does is allow validation, like I said earlier. So it's like, okay, is this what my intuition's telling me? Is this what you guys are saying? You know, and now let's do a spread to see whether the, your guides or whoever you're tapping into for your source can validate what it is that you think you've received by your intuition. Yes. So I like to train people to use them as a validation rather than rely on them and then have to then see if your intuition fits the cards. Yes. Just check in first and get present and connect to that heart center and that gut center and be like, okay, how do I feel about this? Like if it's a decision I have to make, do I? is this coming from a space of my head or is it coming from a space from my heart and my gut? Just listen to the difference between the two. Have the two options there and then give the cards a question that is going to give you an answer that's not even more conspicuous because <laughs> people are very good at asking really dumb questions and then just ending up more confused. Yep. But if you're just like, okay, should I follow my heart with this situation and then just ask for one card to come forward that's going to be the validation for what it is, whether it's a yes or a no if it's a heart card or a head card or whatever. Yep. But always use it as a validator, not a precursor. Like not don't, a diagnostic tool. Yeah, or like don't rely on it. Like use it as a second, not a first. Yeah. Um, but it also helps people educate. So like the people who create cards, they love it. Like even Shannon. like It's little, researched. It is, and they know their shit. Like they are experts in what they're creating and so there is nothing better than buying yourself an Oracle, in my opinion, buying yourself an Oracle card deck if you want to learn something about something. If you want to learn about moons, go and buy a moon deck. If you want to learn about gods and goddesses, go and buy a gods and goddesses deck because you're going to learn everything. Yeah. My deck's got three. It's got Ascended Masters, so a third of the cards are broken down into Ascended Masters. The Another third is gods and goddesses and another third is angels. Yeah. So I learn a lot about the kind of um, the lesser known inconspicuous sources out of those three. Um, Cause there's, you know, the game, like the main players like Archangel Michael and mm -hmm. Jesus, Ascended Master Jesus. And, you know, there's gods like Goddess Freya and Goddess God Thor of Thunder or whatever. Like there's the well-known ones, but there's lots of other ones that are very powerful. Lots of other archangels. A lot of people don't know about. Um, and so Oracle decks are a, a awesome educational tool as well um and i think it's just fun and being kind to yourself like to be able to sit there and connect with something that someone's put so much energy into creating um i w had dinner with shannon from asher moon the oracle deck um recently and she was saying how um she's surprised at um in getting her deck out in the market how um, because they're at a price point that is a, a good price point, I think, um, but it's not a mass-produced deck of cards. 
Yeah. It's fine art. It's fine art. But she's also an Australian artist who from begin from conception to end product has has done the whole process. She self-published these cards. She's put her all into them. And shops where she could stock her cards don't honor that. Because the shopkeepers are shopkeepers. Yes. And it's almost like a kick in the guts. Like I feel that kick in the guts for her because it's just like energy is so potent and energy is so like powerful. And if you honor it and tap into it, it just gives you back. And so it's interesting how, um, how when you approach Oracle decks and you go to a shop where it's every Oracle deck under the sun, what you connect with, I encourage you to really know also who the artist is, who the channeler is, who is this person that has created this deck. Has they have they pumped it out, mass produced, shipped it to every bookshop, and it's just like here it is. Here it is. Yep. Made in another country. Yeah. <laughs> um, because the energy is not what it needs to be and so if you really want to do it don't go and buy three decks that are 40 bucks each and you know just go halfway through and dip your toes in because that's going to be your experience whereas if you were to buy a deck like shannon's for example or another like alana's alana's is freaking amazing. i love alana yeah. but if you were to buy a deck like that your your um your education your experience and um the energy that you will receive from that will just a hundred times like you just can't you can't compare it they're just incomparable yeah it's just like anything that's better than like it's like better wine is better wine than cheap wine it's a good experience and also when it comes to oracle decks if you haven't got one or if you do have them how good is it to have your own little ritual around pulling one and the different reasons why you might want to pull one and that sort of thing when do you pull one um, when I'm starting a week or a work day, I get up early. So um, once I do my breathing in my beautiful little space and do some stretching, if I feel as though I'd like a little bit of direction in what lays ahead, because no two days of mine at work are ever the same, <laughs> no I might shit. pull a card um, of, um, I don't know, say wisdom or perspective that will I can root to when I face a challenge, a particular challenge, challenge that day that I can come back to with that being the message. One deck? What do you have? A, um, do you always go I to the use same deck? One, um, one main deck, which is um, Kyle Gray's Ascended Masters mm. Oracle deck. What do you? <laughs> I love me a bit of Kyle. If you you got me onto Kyle. Kyle. Gray, yeah. If you don't know who Kyle Gray is, yeah, go and check him out. Scottish dude. I could just listen to him. And he's all the, the boss on Angels. Yeah. Well, this deck has. It's very similar to how you broke down that one. There's. Um, it's like a hybrid of angels, goddesses, and ascended masters, all in one. So there'll always be a message in there that I can root back to um, as the day goes on. Or even just set myself up for the day. Um, yeah. So I love that. I love that that's carved out a bit of intentional focus for the day in my little starting of the day ritual. That's, 
that's something that I've, you know, taken for myself and I continue to choose to take that for myself, to set myself up with a really positive, you know, daily intention. Do you ever um, get the girls, like get? Yeah, yeah. So my eldest, um, actually we haven't done it in the longest time, but I had an angel, I have an angel deck. And sometimes Luce got really um, curious about that when I first bought it. So she'd quite often shuffle them and and read because it came, you know, with the book. They always come with a beautiful book. So she'd, you know, shuffle them and read up all the different angels. And she has affirmation decks um which are lovely too so she also has her own riverboard she does she's got two which I love (laughs) she's got two on her wall she has a family one and one for herself which she requested after she saw mine and then when we moved into our new house she wanted to make her room her own um she struggled a bit in a new space because she doesn't like change that much and um and that was one of the things that she asked to do so yeah how good is that so nice she's always adding to it she still clips little things on and such a good thing yeah it's beautiful yeah but I find that um Alaska likes to use um cards yep if they're around she'll have a bit of a play they're Um, pretty and when they read they learn and what about Maddie oh I don't think I've ever (laughs) Pulled a card for him. My Matt has his own decks and his own crystals. Nice. And his stuff. It's just like, no, that's mine. My Matt has crystals all around his desk these days, mostly because I've given them to him, but place them there. he'll place them himself. <laughs> like he's, he's, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's just funny how it rubs off. Yep. They have like, you know, he has his favorites and <laughs> the colors that he's drawn to and that sort of thing. It's nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, my Matt will put his out for his full moon bath. Oh, wow. Just does it. Sometimes he'll get out of bed because he'll be like, oh, quick. He's forgot, yeah. He's forgot. So he'll quickly run out and you'll see them out there in the morning. He's so cute. Oh. Um, But, yeah, he's got a James Van Prague deck. Oh, yeah. um, Which was interesting because I actually bought that for him. Did you? Which... I don't know what I was on. (laughs) How long ago was this? Huh? How long ago was this? Oh. Oh, maybe three or four years ago. A while ago. A while ago. He's never used them. Right. Never used that deck. Surprise, surprise. Just didn't want to. Oh, he's, I don't, he just never used it. Yep. Just sat there gathering dust. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's got another deck, I think that he uses more often. Um, when does he tend to use it? I don't know. Without wanting to pry. I don't know. Yep. I think he used it more during COVID. Yep. I don't know that he uses it much mm-hmm. at all now. I don't even know where it is. I'm trying to think where it is. I think I might have even put them in the drawer from the old spirit room when oh, we okay. moved some things around and out of sight, out of mind. He probably is, has no idea where they are and just hasn't asked. It is one of those habitual things. Like I was saying, I set myself up with a ritual and I really love doing it. And on days that I don't, there's some days, you know, it's not yeah. something that I need to do. It's an element of the day that I love to include yeah. because it's days so are always helpful. better if it's there. Yeah. 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 It's definitely part of my habit. Mm. Yep. I think, um, I think that oracle cards are um more than just what people think they are as well like there's so many layers to them and if you're choosing after listening to this episode 
tarot oracle tarot oracle you don't have to choose you can try both yeah i totally have but from a traditional standpoint it is tradition to not buy yourself a tarot deck so just keep that in mind if you want to do things a certain way um if you i've gifted a couple of tarot decks to people um just being guided at the time to do it um which feels really good to do uh and if you want to buy a set of tarot deck, then there's like the original rider deck and that's pretty much the standard go-to. Everyone knows what that is and you just go and buy that and get used to it and learn it, the basics of it. And then you can then, once you've tapped into the energy, if you want to invest in a tarot deck, tarot decks aren't like Oracle in terms of you can have 152 different ones. You <laughs> no, pretty much specific. have. Yeah. yeah. So, um, if you're going to do the tarot route, then just consider those things. But if you're going to do the oracle, whatever you're attracted to, but when you're in a shop where there's a selection, my suggestion or my guidance is to close your eyes um, and to place your hand over your dominant hand over the decks and just wait until you feel a warm or a cold sensation under like in your palm and just open your eyes and whichever hand your deck is over is yours similar to the way that I was talking about pendulums. Yeah. You just got to be careful what you get because you just, you might be like, damn it, I got. It could be damn astrophilite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly astrophilite. Um, poor astrophilite. I do I love know. you. I'm sorry. We just pay each other out a little bit. Just sure. having fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Oracle decks. You, did you actually ever notice that there is a card missing from that deck and has been from the minute that I got it? I would never notice unless you have told me. So Aww. I bought that deck yeah. and I've used it once and it's that's the card that I got. In the frame. In the frame. On your desk. On my desk. The number one card and the card is the power card. Yeah. And in the book. Should I read it? Should I read what it says in the book? Yeah. And it came out that day. It was the last time I first and last time I used it. And that, that card has been out of that deck ever since. So no one has ever gotten that card. Right. It's weird. It's so weird. I can't remember the card it was that you drew for me. But it was something that you said you'd never drawn for anyone else. Huh, but it was that you. long ago. Oh, I mean, I don't, I can't even remember drawing a card for you I would have I know I would have but yep. I can't remember doing that you read that one that's in the frame Archangel Metatron and Click Watts power together we bring you the gift of power spiritual power enables you to trust in your higher guidance no matter what appears to be happening in your life psychological and emotional power enables you to transform through evolving your belief systems and processing your emotions through which you gain wisdom physical power gives you the strength to take action on the matters that serve your life path this gift of power is safe for you to receive because you will use it to fulfill your divine destiny, which in turn supports all beings. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, but like there it is. That's pretty much yep. mine. Yeah. And um, that's all you needed. <laughs> that's all I needed. I love that. Yep. And when, yeah. I just want to read the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. <laughs> I just had one last thing to say on when it comes to tarot or oracle decks. And if you're listening and you've got lots or you haven't got any, but you were, you know, 
curious about getting them. What I liked doing when I first got them was they always come with a beautiful book and there's sometimes suggested spreads. There's loads with tarot. I remember doing um, past, present, future or what your current challenges are and that sort of thing. I liked following the suggested spreads and going there and seeing how mm-hmm. accurate that was or not, like you were saying, use it as a backup for your own intuition. But when I was getting to know... Um, the Kyle Gray one that I have, he had a lovely suggested um, spread that he he made specifically for that deck and I don't remember what they all were now. I think there was like six different cards. It was loaded but it was so cool and I love using that after, you know, shuffling them and welcoming them and all of that sort of stuff but I love using the suggested spread to get to know how the deck works and how because that's the person that's described it has suggested for you to use it and not telling you how to use it all the time but it's almost honoring that author and that creator in the way that how they saw it working out so so such a good point I love doing that said that it was because that's really important Mm. Um, another thing that's really important too is that there is currently a competition Oh, listen up, folks. This is really important and you won't have heard it anywhere else yet. No. So on our social media, drawn on the 21st of March in a full moon fire ceremony live with Shannon from Asha Moon and myself, we are going to announce two winners of the competition that we are collaborating together with. So the prize is worth $499 in total and it is a deck of Shannon's Asha Moon's so Shannon Cotterell Photography is her fine art photography, so go and check that out on Instagram. And then Asha Moon Designs is her other account. And so she's got it across those two accounts. And um, you're going to get a of Earth and Ether Oracle deck, which features yours truly. I was about to say, if you do not mention it, I was about to say, you are on one of those cards. I am number six. Um, and... The then also Shannon's uh, adding in a $100 gift voucher to spend on her online store and she just makes the most amazing pottery and she's just the most magical, magical creator. Um, and then you get a copy of Who the Fuck Am I? And a reading with me valued at $220 via Zoom. So it's a $499 package, first prize. And second prize is a deck of the cards and the book. So two winners. You've got to follow the entry requirements on social media. So go over and have a look. Um, and we're going to draw them on the 21st and announce it live. So we're very excited. Can't wait. Um, I just love working with her magic. And she, you know, I worked with her for her cards and she worked with mine for my book. So it just feels so right that we that we do this together and it's about freaking time that we finally got our act together because we've yeah. just been so crazy busy. Totally. And the book and the cards have both been out. They ended up coming out the same week of each other, which was Did they? I'd been working I on didn't Shannon's even realize deck that. with her for months and months and months and months before the book was even a thing. Yeah. Like actually going through the the final publishing manuscript phases. And then they ended up coming out in the same week. It was wow. Crazy. So of there's a lot it did. of yeah. a lot of synchronicity in our magic there. And yeah. um yeah, we're so excited to be to be doing that. Yeah, and we'll bully her into taking up a mic one of these days. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's going to be our fill-in co-host if either us of us are ever out for the. Yep. Out for the six. Or a special guest. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, we might yep. get her on to talk about. Yep. 
her witchy. She does witchy. lots of wheel of the year kind of stuff. She does and moon stuff. And yep, she does goddess moon circles. circles and all that. So yeah. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. <laughs> I've got some questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll bring her in. She'd yeah. be very happy to come in and do that. There you go. You heard it here first. We're looking at you. <laughs> so jump onto the socials, enter the competition. Um, and there are four accounts. So there's our TOSP account. So it turns out underscore she's psychic. Then there's my Tracy Dimmick account. There's Shannon Cottrell Photography. And then there's Asha Moon Designs. You have to be on all four pages and enter the competition by all four pages is one of the requirements. So go and check it out and do it now because it's drawn on the 21st. Do it, do it. Do it, do it. Okay, so we're going to round out this episode okay. with a lovely listener tale slash um, nighttime visions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you here for it? Yes, okay. I'm here for it. It says, hi, ladies. I love listening to the podcast and look forward to it each week. Thank I you. had an experience. Yes, thank you. I had an experience recently that I thought I would share with you. Around three weeks ago, my husband woke me up around 3 a.m. telling me he had seen someone standing by the side of the bed next to me, apparently staring at me and our little boy who was in bed with us after a nightmare. He said the figure was a short old man with either birds on his shoulders or feathers on his coat and he held a staff. He believes he saw the man walk from the doorway to the bed and just stand and watch me. He knew my husband was watching me, but when I woke up, he disappeared. My husband believes he saw Odin, the Norse god, and that he was giving us another blessing. My four-year-old is called Odin, and I'm currently pregnant again after three miscarriages. My husband also has a history of sleepwalking, but he doesn't usually remember the dreams at all. I'm not really sure what any of it means, but I thought I would share it in case it interested you ladies. Have a wonderful, blessed week, Haley. Thanks, Haley. How cool is that? Very cool. And I love that her husband's like so just, dude, there was a guy with feathers. <laughs> <laughs> like I reckon if that happened to Matt yeah. or Maddie, it would be like, what? Drugs? When, I, Am I when I replied, I write, I think I wrote something like that. Kudos to husband who, who managed to stay cool, calm and collected. I'm not sure my husband would have been equally as calm in that same situation. So cool. I, I love would not that. Have been that calm. And I love that their son's name's Odin. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and congratulations. Yes. And we wish nothing but the safe arrival earth side of your sweet baby number two. That would be so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So... A few things. Um, I am in two minds. Two if minds. If I'm really honest about this, right? And I thought that once, once I finally had to answer it, that I would on the spot have a very clear direction of where I wanted to go, but I still don't. Wow. So I equally would have would assume that it was Odin. Yes. Like there's so much of it that I'm like, yes. However, I don't think it is. Like in my in my pit, I feel that um, that it's actually a different god. Um, 
that is like another kind of um so a nordic god still but this god is more like a um like a oh, this is gonna sound so strange but like a god of prey like a um um what's the word um sacrifice so it's like a god of sacrifice um and his acknowledgement is really kind of being called to Haley because for the for this child to come earthside the sacrifice has been seen like they has been are, made they are acknowledging the sacrifices that have had been made in order to have this baby to arrive earthside wow but it's not Odin. But I do believe it's a god, a Nordic god, that is something around the god of sacrifice of some sort. It sounds very similar to Odin with the, the feathers and the star. Correct. Um, but he, he has like... Um, so similar. He has... What is the... I can't... Like I'm... This bird is on my mind. Um, it's not an eagle. It is a... There's an eagle, an owl. What's the other one? Raven. No. Hawk. It's like a hawk. That's it. Far out, man. That was just killing me. I'm like, what are you called? I'm sure it's a hawk, not an eagle. They're similar. Yeah, they are. Um, I'm sure that because I can just see you him. can. Yeah, for everyone who's listening that doesn't have the benefit of watching Tracy, she keeps holding a hand out <laughs> like she's holding a goddamn bird in her hand. <laughs> um, and the feathers are, are hawk feathers. Oh, which is different to Odin because in the research that I did, he had two ravens. One was, oh, they had like one was wisdom and one was knowledge or something like that, but they're definitely ravens. So if your vision is not a raven, it's a hawk. They're very no, different in definitely appearance. definitely not a raven. Yeah. It's a hawk. And two. Yeah. 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 And there's definitely one. So there's a difference there. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but it is something to do with like this feeling of, I can't understand the language. Like, um, so I, I'm trying to interpret uh, the you don't sentiment. Speak Vikings no. slash Scandinavian. <laughs> no, I probably did at one stage because it's in my DNA. <laughs> of um, course. But um, I, if I try and just interpret the sentiment behind it, it is like he is wanting you guys to um, to um wanting you to realize that they have acknowledged the sacrifice in order for this child to be earthside. So I feel like it's a really beautiful omen. Absolutely. I feel like the fact that um, that her husband got to see it just honors that um, it's been a sacrifice for everyone, not just for Haley, um, not just for the babies that didn't make it earthside. But it's just, I feel like it's just this beautiful way of bringing the family together. That obviously a very close, close unit there. Um, but either way, it's uh, very strong. Like it's a very strong thing within their energy between Odin, Haley, and her husband and this new baby. It's just like, it is so powerful. I mean, they've got a son named Odin, so obviously they already know that. Yeah, and to have such a presence there, it's powerful yeah so i don't know guys look into whoever this god of sacrifice or something it's not oh man i wish i could reach my phone right now because <laughs> i'd be googling that but i know it's not sac like i know it's not the god of sacrifice 
like the right. God of Thunder. But yep. it's like the sentiment is an acknowledgement of sacrifice. Wow. So it's like, because um, what, I, what I said pray earlier, like the God of pray, it's kind of like I knew, like something was being hunted and killed. It's like, but for the benefit of something. It's just like this animal will die to feed the village. So wow. they, they honour the, the animal. That's cyclic nature. Correct. And so it's an honouring of not this baby going, but the previous loss in order for this baby to come through because they've cleared the path for this soul to arrive Earthside. Yep. So this soul's obviously got a big job to do. Look out. <laughs> be prepared. Yes. Call him Thor or call yeah. her Freya. <laughs> yes. It's going to be another big name. Yeah. Well, I, I'm intrigued. I can't wait to hear back from you, Haley. Please get in touch. Yeah. I like it though. I like it for them. Beautiful blessing. That's yeah. powerful. Mm. And thanks so much for sharing. We hope we look forward yeah. Please to update. hearing from you. Yes. Tracy's a terrible name. Don't use it. <laughs> Don't name anyone after me. Lie, I'm joking. <laughs> lie, lie. If you're thinking about Laura, get in touch. <laughs> teach you how to spell it and say it properly. Laura the Nordic goddess. <laughs> that could be a thing. We love you all. Thank you for listening in again. Ciao. If you'd like to send us one of your ghost stories or if you have a question for me or for Laura, send us a Gmail at tospsychic at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at turnsout underscore she's psychic and over on Facebook at tospodcast.